Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the best, 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 And with that, we welcome you inside Studio 34. This is your BFFs Action Hour. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman here with you to help break down everything you need to know about tonight's MLB contest. Of course, we'll take a look at the NBA Finals, game number three, tomorrow night. We'll take a look at some of the props in our Prop Goes to Weasel segment. We'll give you our best bets forever coming up a little later on in the show. But we start, Frank, with the big news that Dallas Keuchel, Greg Kimbrell, they're going to sign. And it feels like Keuchel's probably the favorite to sign with the New York Yankees. But before any of that, how'd you sleep, man? How did I sleep? Uh, I slept pretty well. I'm doing all right, Greggy. I'm excited, man. We got a, there's a lot going on in baseball. It was a little bit of a light night last night, but we got a lot to talk about tonight. Full slate of action, everything going on with Keiko and Kimbrell. But overall, I slept well. How'd you sleep, buddy? I, I slept actually amazingly, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, we wound up watching a little bit of The, uh, the Bachelor. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. And after Can't that... say that I've done that. All right. We watched The Bachelorette. And then, maybe I guess I was uh, so tired after watching The Bachelorette. Uh, it takes a lot out of you. It does. I had a slumber. I had a heck of a slumber. And then I woke up to the news from Mark Feinstein of MLB.com saying that Dallas Keuchel, it seems like as of now, the favorites seem to be the Braves and the Yankees. He updated that tweet minutes later by saying, from everything that he knows, the Yankees are the favorites to sign Keuchel. The big question I have isn't about fastball velocity. It isn't about K-rate. It's not about the type of pitcher he will be in Yankee Stadium. Frank, my big question for you is... What will he be like pitching without his beard? That's a pretty fair question, I mean, right? Because we have no data when it comes to Dallas Keuchel pitching without a beard. All we have is his career right now, and that's a 3.66 ERA. A pretty good career at that, Greg. We're talking about someone who has won a Cy Young. Now, the skills have diminished a little bit over the past couple of seasons. I have question marks about Yankee Stadium, but without a beard? I can't even imagine it. Could change things. Brian Wilson a couple of years ago without a beard. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It could change that things. Could obviously change things. It's something that we have to consider. It reminds me of remember CC a couple of years ago went on a diet. No, 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 no. We need CC the way that we like. CC. He's got to eat his cat and crunch. He's got to eat his he fast likes food. To be CC. It, it, when you so, when you slim down, things don't always go well. Does Keiko need the beard? 
I hope we, not. We might find out soon enough. Not, man. All right, but in all seriousness, forget all that. How does Keiko fit in with the, with the New York Yankees of 2019? How does he help them uh, win this division, get to the playoffs, postseason, wild, uh, World Series, all that stuff? Well, he would help tremendously for the Yankees, I think, more than he would for fantasy baseball owners because he's someone that can eat innings. I mean, this is, uh, this is a pitcher who you know has dealt with injuries, but three of the past five years, over 200 innings pitched, and... You know, he already hasn't pitched so far this season, so I think that gives you a little bit more length, some longevity for this season, not only for the regular season, for the postseason as well, if the Yankees were to sign him. And you also have to bring into question when it comes to the Yankees pitching staff, Domingo Herman. He's probably going to land in the bullpen at some point. Do we necessarily agree with that decision? Uh, he's pitched so well. I would love to see him stay in the rotation, but the way that everything... The way that things go in baseball nowadays is he's probably going to be on an innings limit. They'll move him to the bullpen, so they get a pitcher in Dallas Keuchel who can eat some innings. Again, Greg, the skills are diminishing, but he has big game experience, and I think overall he would help the Yankees a lot. He would obviously help the Yankees a ton, and the almost cloud hanging over this team is Luis Severino, and when he comes back, and it's presumed after the All-Star break, but, but who knows? He just started throwing. The Yankees have, as everybody knows, been throttled with injuries this year, and Dallas Keuchel's a name that should help, but again, it's just a name. We've seen so many of these guys come back in June and not be themselves, not being able to get it going. And when the Yankees invest however much money they're going to invest in a Dallas Keuchel, they need him to help now. And yeah, he's throwing 100 pitches in, in simulated games and whatnot, but it's not the same thing. He's going to have to go build up that arm. He's going to have to face real minor league talent before getting up to the majors. You're looking at not signing tomorrow, for instance, and then immediately jumping into the starting rotation. You're looking at, at least, I would say, three minor league starts. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Probably two to three weeks until we would see, you know, Keiko in a major league. So by then, Severino could be back? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, look, when it comes to Severino, I, as a Yankee fan personally, uh, as a baseball fan, I wouldn't expect anything from him this year. And, And that's just me. That's not me being a pessimist. I think that's me being a realist. I mean, He's dealt with some pretty severe injuries this season, and you have to think about the long-term future when it comes to Severino. So he can easily suffer another setback, and then at that point, you probably just shut him down for the season. So when it comes to Severino, I wouldn't really expect anything, uh, and then anything you actually get from him would be a positive, but you know, the, uh, signing Dallas Keuchel, I think, makes a lot of sense for the Yankees because you wouldn't have to give up uh, any trade assets, and Greg, you know, if it turns out that Severino can't make it back this year, they still might have to make another trade for a Bumgarner or a Marcus Stroman, something like that. So we'll see ultimately what happens. It seems like it's down to a two-team race between the Yankees and the Braves. Another name that you'll have to throw out there with the Yankees is Madison Bumgarner. We're going to talk about him in a little bit because he may have that New York audition coming tonight. Now, as much as people have talked about Dallas Keuchel, it's always related to Craig Kimbrell. Now that the draft is underway for Major League Baseball, both Kimbrell and Keuchel eligible to sign without, give, without a team losing draft pick compensation. Cost them nothing but money. And we mentioned Sterling, we mentioned Bumgarner, and there's always relievers out there on the market. But you don't have to pay any prospects to go get these guys. You just have to pay a little bit of money. We mentioned Keuchel potentially to the Yankees. The Braves are another favorite that we heard. And that brings us to Craig Kimbrell, who everyone needs bullpen help, obviously. The Braves are a team that certainly comes to mind as uh, they've lost their closer for the season then traded him away. Their second closer is now in the minors, right? So Luke Jackson's gotten the job done, but I don't know how much trust they have on Luke Jackson getting them to the postseason and relying on him. The Minnesota Twins have one of the best records in baseball, as do the Tampa Bay Rays. They both have bullpen issues. Same can be said for the Cubs, whose closer hasn't played, pitched a game this season. The Milwaukee Brewers always rely on their bullpen. That's like... 75 teams I just named that could use a guy like Craig Kimbrell, and yet he remains unsigned. 
Yeah, but it, it seems like right now, you know, we've heard a bunch of different teams, as you just mentioned, Greg. I think, you know, the fact that he's played for the Atlanta Braves in the past, he came up with the Atlanta Braves, and, you know, you mentioned Luke Jackson. He's done a fine job, but, uh, you know, a lot of different bullpens can use a player like Craig Kimbrell. You look at what he's done in his career, Greg, over 14 Ks per nine, a 1.91 ERA. This is a guy who has saved 333 games in his career. I think it's unfortunate that we've had to wait till the MLB draft to you know, get guys like Kimbrell and Keuchel to sign here, but it seems like uh, before long they will be on a roster, and you know, my bet would be the Braves, I think, right now would be the front runner. He's been there before. They obviously can use him. Uh, we've seen a ton of blown saves from them so far this season. Arodis Viscaino, uh, Luke Jackson, even with as good as he's been, he's blown a few saves, and then A.J. Minter was a disaster for this team. Uh, the Twins, if they're legitimate about contending this year, then I think you look at them and the Cubs. You want to talk about another disaster, Greg. I mean, Brandon Morrow, we expected coming into the year, but he's been hurt. Uh, Pedro Strope got hurt as well. Steve Ciszek has been up and down. So if you're just looking at team need, it's probably the Braves and the Cubs the most. Uh, but ultimately, I, w- I would imagine that he lands with the Braves. Yeah, I, I think the Braves are just desperate for him. And I thought that reunion should have happened a while ago. But we do know, given the penalties the Braves have suffered under the previous regime out there in Atlanta, they need all the draft picks. They could not really afford to give up a draft pick. They need to build through the draft and restock that minor league system. When it only costs money, you know, it, it's silly for the Braves not to go out and sign a guy like Craig Kimbrell. And I think the Cubs are another prime example. They're probably the co-favorites, if you will, because you know the Ricketts family has plenty of money. Um, and given that Ben Zobrist may miss the entire season, given that he's going through this divorce, they can save money there. He's not on the active roster. He's not on the, on the IL or anything like that. He's on like a, a, an administrative leave, I guess, of some sort. And they can save money there and reinvest that into a guy like Craig Kimbrell, which could open things up. And they could certainly use a stopper in their back of the bullpen. Steve Ciszek's fine, but he's not Craig Kimbrell. It's, that's exactly right, and the, the Braves and Cubs are two teams that are looking to compete. The, the Braves only one game out of the NL East right now, the Cubs a game and a half out, and they both have 10 blown saves each this year, Greg, so yeah, they can use them. Steve Ciszek is fine. He has closing experience, a little bit more experience than a guy like Luke Jackson, so... Again, <laughs> Not a little bit, a lot of it. A lot of it, yeah. a lot of it, but you know, I think that's why I think that the need is probably more so with the Braves. But the Cubs, I mean, since they've won the World Series, they've been expected to compete year in and year out with that roster. As good as the the offenses and, you know, the pitching has been solid, it's been adequate, but uh, to, to be able to add a pitcher like that to your bullpen, I think it would be foolish for the Cubs not to at least, you know, go pretty hard after. One team we haven't named that's, inter- that's not interested in either Keiko or Clark Kimbrell, some New York Mets, who don't really seem to be interested in, in any current free agents, but that's okay. They don't fine. like free agents. They, they don't. They don't love free agents. But they do love winning. And we'll see if they can get a win tonight. When we come back, we break down Mets and Giants, Yankees and Blue Jays, New York baseball. Who do we like tonight? We'll let you know. Come up next here on the BFFs. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Radio.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. With you, best friends forever, Frank Stanley, Greg Sussman. Here we are, man. We're BFFs. Why we're here, duh. I agree. This is, this is what we're doing. I can't find Before. another person in the world I'd rather do a show with. Greg. Nobody? Yeah, probably somebody. I'm sorry, bud. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. So tonight, Yankees Mets both return to action, and we mentioned the Mets going into the break. Let's start there. Because it's an interesting one at City Field tonight. Mets and Giants. Mets are favored tonight in this one. You get the Giants at plus 114. Mets at minus 130. Game total here is 7. And you may be like, it's a little low of a game total. It's very low. But who's on the mound? Especially the Giants who like, don't, really, you know, don't, don't really win very much. But what's going on here? Well, it's Madison Bumgarner versus Noah Syndergaard. But it's... Not like four years ago, where it's Noah Syndergaard versus Madison Bumgarner. Because then I would understand this game total being at seven. But it's 2019 Bummy versus Syndergaard. I mentioned before it could wind up being an audition in New York for Bumgarner. Who, by the way, smartly on his like seven team or so no trade clause, basically put every contender. Once he's not on the list, the Mets. But... <laughs> The Yankees, the Astros, jabs, huh, Greg? the Yankees, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Brewers, the Cardinals, basically anybody that's a contender is on Bummy's no-trade list. Smart man wants to get a little something for waiving that no-trade clause. But as I said, it's not the same Madison Bumgarner from a few years ago. Same can be said for Noah Syndergaard. In fact, both Noah Syndergaard and Madison Bumgarner have ERAs over four tonight. Or going over four, going into this game tonight, I should say. Frank, how do you look at this one? Yeah, I think that line total, you mentioned it at seven, is more representative of the pitchers who they used to be, or rather the pitchers that they should be this season. Or more, more accurately, the pitchers that they are perceived to be. Exactly. And, I mean, look, the underlying numbers say that Noah Syndergaard has been a little bit unlucky this year, but some of that has been brought upon himself. If you watch Syndergaard pitch, he's one of the most frustrating pitchers to watch because... We know how much talent he has, the mid to high upper 90s, 
in his fastball, and he's got these nasty breaking pitches as well. But you know what I've always said about Syndergaard, it seems like he's more of a thrower than a pitcher, and he has trouble locating his fastball at times, and, and that's why he gets in trouble. You know, I thought Mickey Calloway coming over to the Mets was actually going to help Someone like Noah Syndergaard develop into a pitcher. We know, you know, Mickey Calloway from the Indians, his days there, what he was able to do developing guys, like helping develop guys like Corey Kluber. Not that, you know, he himself developed them, but he helped develop guys like Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco and Mike Clevenger as well. So I was hoping that would be the case for Syndergaard, but really it just hasn't happened. So I think this number, Greg, is really, really low tonight. And then you look at Bumgarner, look, both ERAs are over four right now. They've pitched better than that, but... It doesn't take away from the fact that these guys have have been in some trouble so far this year. So uh, I think that line is a wee bit misleading at seven. Greg. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like I understand the lean of wanting to go under that seven number, thinking you're getting this monstrous pitcher's duel. I don't see it. Robinson Cano expects to be back in the lineup tonight, right? For for the New York Mets. Well, that helps, right? I think so. <laughs> Maybe. I hope. Todd Frazier's gotten a little bit hotter as of late. Fantasy owners have picked him up if you needed somebody. For the-, the Mets and Giants lineups, look, as bad as they've both been so far, over the past week or so, they haven't been terrible. Peter Alonso has 19 home runs on the season. Yeah, and you know, that's probably actually like under-discussed. Correct. In all of baseball. Like, yeah. As much as we want to make fun of the Mets, Pete Alonso has just been otherworldly. So far this season. And how about on the other side, Greg? The Giants. Mike Yastrzemski. What's going on? I tried to tell the you. The grandson. I tried to tell you. Yes, man. He's, he's performing well. Well, the Giants have cycled through 78 re- outfielders. I say relievers. But 78 outfielders to find the match. Their, two of their opening day outfielders are now like free agents in the minor leagues. Like That's how brutal it was. They traded for Kevin Pillar. They traded a whole bunch of other guys out there. Mike Yastrzemski being the latest one, and he's performed at a, a solid level. And tonight, against Syndergaard, maybe he can get into one. You're not asking for too much. You're literally asking in this game for like a 5-3 game. That doesn't seem like too much to ask for. Clearly, Frank and I leaning towards the over uh, in, in this game. It's the one, that's, it's the one bet here that stands out. We're both on the same page. Yeah, and if you look at the bullpens as well, you know, once we get past a guy like Syndergaard, and look, Syndergaard's no lock. We saw, you know, a couple of starts ago against the Tigers, the very lowly Tigers, Syndergaard get blown up. So he's not a lock to perform here. And then once you get into the bullpen of the Metsies, let's go, Mets. That's a 5.00 ERA for the Mets bullpen so far this year. Edwin Diaz, there's been a lot going on so far with him recently in the news. Uh, He's been used a lot. Recently, he blew a few saves, and you know him and Mickey Calloway with uh, differing reports about when he's available to be used, and Familia hasn't been himself, or you know, maybe this is just who he is now, and, and this is who he is, uh, and he has been himself. But overall, the Mets bullpen has not been locked down uh, by any means either, Greg, with a 5.00 ERA. So once we get into that, we could see some runs scored there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go over to the Yankees, unless you want to make a pick in this game, Frank. Uh, between, no, I like the total more than I do like any side. Yeah. Okay, let's go over to the Yankees tonight. Yankees are in Toronto. They're a very heavy, heavy favorite over the Blue Jays. Minus 196 right now, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Toronto plus 168. Their total here is 9. And once again, uh, Frank and I are looking at the total in this one because it's Tanaka versus Clayton Richard. And you're like... All right, Clayton Richard, he's been around the block for a really long time. He's never really been all that great, but he's had spurts in his career. And I wonder if right now he's on one of those spurts. He hasn't exactly gone deep in his two games that he started, but he also hasn't really allowed many runs either. 
Yeah, so he's only allowed, you know, two earned runs in his first two starts. He's only gone four innings pitched, but the Yankees have actually struggled mightily against left-handed pitching so far this year, which is weird because they have so many right-handed bats in their lineup. And this is without Stanton and without Judge, and they're still striking out a massive amount against left-handed pitching to the tune of a 27.7% strikeout rate. That's second highest in all of baseball against left-handed pitching. And then on the other side, Masahiro Tanaka, we know over the past couple of years he's been inconsistent, but Greg, he's also a guy that can go on these runs, and it seems like you know his last time out wasn't great, but in four of his last five starts, he's delivered quality starts. He's got a 3.20 ERA overall, and while we're very excited about the Blue Jays lineup for the future, Greg, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Kavan Biggio, Rowdy Telez, they are still young and inexperienced hitters who strike out a lot and have not performed well against right-handed pitching themselves, so... You know, everyone's going to look at the, this this total of nine and think, all right, well, it's Clayton Richard. You can you can score some runs against him, and, and, and we're excited about the Blue Jays lineup, but I'm actually liking the under in this one, Greg. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think the perception is Clayton Richard's terrible, and, and maybe he is. Now, one hesitation I do have is that the Yankees put up runs. We, we know that. Even without Judge and Stanton. And yeah, D, they can get hot on any given night. Any given night. We, and we saw it against the Red Sox all three games over the weekend where – they are kind of in the doldrums early on, and then they get into the bullpen. Maybe it's just the Red Sox bullpen, but Blue Jays' bullpen's not anything to you know, write home about. So they get into the bullpen, and then they're able to just put up runs in bunches with all the home runs that they hit. I mean, they just, uh, on any given night, they could go over that total of nine by themselves, and you do wonder what Snaga could do. Now, this would be a 6-2 ball game. You win. 6-3 ball game. You win. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that... You need the Yankees to be shut out or anything like that. You just need them not to explode. And I think Clayton Richard can do just enough to keep the Yankees at bay and keep them at home. Yeah, and, you know, again, even if they score four, five, six runs, I expect Tanaka to have a pretty good start tonight against the Toronto Blue Jays, a lineup that has been inconsistent, a lineup that also strikes out a lot. So I expect Tanaka to be on his game. He's pitched well recently. Quality starts four of his last five starts. So it's not just, you know, you worry about the Yankees offense uh, here against Clayton Richard, I think that Tanaka is going to be able to hold down the Blue Jays bats tonight. So that's why I, I actually think the, the under in this game at nine is, is pretty sneaky, Greg. The Yankees are just too heavy of a favorite to, to put anything down. I mean, it's close to minus 200 here. It's just, it's not worth it, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Now, if you wanted to do uh, the run line for, for this game, Yankees minus one and a half, you get them at minus 116. Still not a great number by any means. You like the Blue Jays plus one and a half, uh, you get that at plus 100. So I don't think there's any there anything there that's like, Tickling my fancy, if you will, Frank. Yeah. I mean, I guess the run line at, you know, minus one and a half, if, they, if you think the Yankees can, you know, win this game five to three, whatever it might be, five to two. But is it worse? Like that. That you're, not even getting, you're not getting it at plus money, even. And that yeah. bothers me. Yeah. So it's not great. We like the total. We like, we like the total in both local games tonight. We like the Mets and the Giants over, and the Yankees and the Blue Jays under. When we come back, we're going to go around the major leagues tonight, and we'll pick up a couple games that are saying that this, we're going to tell you, don't, because we don't want you to be a sucker. Don't be a sucker's next, here on the BFFs. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. 
when you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible, but since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up, and the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Rain dance! Make it rain. Todd Gurley did an interview on uh, Uninterrupted, and he was asked about Drake's, you know, hanging out in L.A. Are you friends? Are you close enough with Drake where you've got his phone number? And Gurley said, oh, hell no, man. I don't want his phone number in my phone. The dude is nothing but bad luck. I just want to send a shout-out to Gurley for recognizing everything that dude touches from an athletic standpoint turns to crap. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL. NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Back with you, Fantasy Baseball on the Mind, as are tonight's picks around Major League Baseball. Of course, it's your BFFs. It's Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. And Frank, we want to make sure all those that are watching and, of course, listening aren't suckers tonight. We don't want Vegas to take your money. We don't want Jersey to take your money or wherever you're placing your bet. We don't want you to be a sucker. So right now, it's time for Don't Be a Sucker. Let's get right into it, Frank. And for you, what's staring out at you as the odds makers saying, we want you to do this, and we're going to call them out and do the opposite? For me, it's the Philadelphia Phillies at the San Diego Padres tonight. You're looking at this game total at seven and a half runs, and the Padres are favored at minus 150. And I understand that because it's Chris Paddock going up against Jared Eikhoff, but this number seems really low at seven and a half. And I think. What they're trying to do here, Greg, is, you know, they're telling you, oh, well, it's Chris Paddock on the mound. You know, we, everyone loves Chris Paddock. So love we Chris love Paddock. Chris Paddock. Big yeah. fan. But I think that this number is a little bit too low because you see on the other side what Jared Eikhoff is doing recently. He's allowed four earned runs or more in four straight games. His ERA is up to 4.10. He got up to a great start so far this year, but recently has not been the same, and we saw the Padres put up some runs last night. Manny Machado hits the Grand Slam. They put up eight runs. They're capable of hitting home runs and scoring runs in bunches, and that's where I have pause here when it comes to Jared Eikhoff. And Chris Paddock, as great as he's been this season, two of his last three starts, he's looked a little bit more human going up against the Yankees and Dodgers, two really good lineups, but you can argue that the Phillies lineup is a really, really good one as well. The Phillies and Padres rank over the past week in Team OPS, 27th and 28th. So I get that. That's kind of built into the narrative of why this game total is so low at 7.5 runs. But you know what that tells me, Greg? 
their due. If you <laughs> score some runs tonight off of Chris Paddock, maybe we get, you know, two, three runs, but I really am looking at the San Diego Padres to do some damage against Jared Eikhoff. I think this total at 7.5 is really low, and people might buy into it because they see the name Chris Paddock, but I think we go slightly over here, Greg. Yeah, so I'm with you, and people are excited about Chris Paddock, and rightfully so. He got off to a fantastic start here early this season, but facing two better teams, it the wheels fell off a little bit with the Dodgers and with the Yankees. Now, again, he did rebound in between those starts, but I think when he faces stiffer competition, it's not going to come as easy to him, and the Philadelphia Phillies certainly qualify as uh, tougher competition. Now, the Phillies going to be without Andrew McCutcheon, of course, uh, given the injury last night. It, it, it hurts, but I don't think knocks them out. I think the Phillies still one of the best hitting teams in baseball. Uh, t- t- to me, what you read about the OPS over the last week does mean they're due. And I'm not trying to just support your argument. Like, I, I could go against you. Like, but... Oh, please do if you'd like. I don't want to. You don't want to. I want to support you. You're a BFF, man. <laughs> uh, the Phillies are too good to be held down for this long. And I think... Well, you can say that for both sides, right? The Padres, too. Manny Machado went deep last night. Yeah, he did. So, maybe he's coming around. Yeah. Like the, and they need it, too. The Padres have the ability to put up home runs in bunches. Just like the Phillies have the ability Fran to put Mil up... Reyes, Hunter Renfro, exactly. Manny Machado, Will Myers, all these guys. They can, you know, they can run into three, four home runs tonight. We don't even need that many, probably. We don't. You're looking literally at, five, again, once again, a, a 5-3 ball game, and you're there. It's not asking for too much. And Jared Eikhoff has the ability to get bombed. Like, I don't think Paddock gets bombed. Eikhoff can very easily get bombed. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I'm with you liking the over here. And I also kind of like the Phillies of plus money. Like, maybe I'm not... I don't want to buy out on Paddock. But I don't know, plus money? Like, the Phillies are just a lot better than the Padres. I don't know if I can support that. The Phillies that. are better than the Padres. You're getting plus money. Yeah, yeah, but the Padres are also home, too. So you got to take that into consideration. Sure. You can take the Phillies. I'm not there. I'm not, this man, is one I'm, that we'll disagree on. I'm just saying, I, I think it's interesting to throw a few shekels down on, on Philadelphia, but I, I agree. Don't be a sucker. Don't fall into the trap of Chris Paddock. Take the over there. Now, if you want to talk about being a sucker, being a sucker's probably touching this Orioles-Rangers game that I'm about to do. But I'm going to tell you not to be a sucker, and here's why. You see a total of 10 and a half runs. You're like, oh my God, that's way too many. But then you see the starters, and it's Drew Smiley, against Dylan Bundy. You're like, okay, there's literally no number that is high enough for Bundy versus Smiley. Well, this number, it's too high. It's too high. Bundy versus Smiley, the total is 10 and a half, and Frankie, it's going under. It's going under. Yes. Well, this is one that you love. Admittedly, this was a Greg Sussman special here because... You know, he sees Dylan Bundy, he sees Drew Smiley, and he's been talking about, you know, Dylan Bundy for a little bit here. I tried. Coming around in the month To be fair, last week, you weren't all against it. I wasn't completely against it. I I tried. Look, the underlying numbers for Dylan Bundy are not great. But this is, he hasn't allowed more than four runs in a game since April. His ERA in the month of May is 2.64. That's good. That is is real. That is tangible. A Uh 195 batting average against... In the month of May for Dylan Bundy. 26 strikeouts and 30 and two-thirds innings pitch. Oh, and by the way, the Texas Rangers just lost Joey Gallo. Their best hitter, their best home run hitter in their lineup. Now, it's still a dangerous spot. I get it. It's it's Arlington, and the weather is warm there, now and, you, and the ball could fly out. But Joey Gallo is a huge part of that lineup. He's a huge part of the lineup, but 
the other thing that you're not realizing that, yes, it's very scary on the road in Texas for Baltimore, how the ball could fly out of Arlington. Baltimore's been awful over the last seven days. Like we talk about the Phillies and Padres being due, and they have these big boppers. The, the Orioles have, have boppers. I don't want to say they're, they're big boppers. Well, what about Boom Boom? I, I do love Boom Boom Mancini, and, you, and Chris Davis can obviously get into one in the uh, long-term revenge game against the Rangers. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and Renato Nunez is like 15 home runs. <laughs> We're talking a long time ago. But over the last seven days, Baltimore is dead last in MLB in average and OPS. Their average as a team over the last week is under 200. Under 200, Frank. It's 189. Horrible. The OPS is under 600 at 596. This is a team that cannot get on base right now. They are struggling. They just drafted number one overall in the MLB draft last night. And there's a good shot they draft number one overall again this upcoming year in next year's draft. So Baltimore... 28th in the MLB in home runs away from Camden Yards. I get that you are nervous about the Orioles in Texas. But fear not, Frank. The Orioles are too cold to get into it. And by the way, my man Drew Smiley, who fantasy analyst, by the way, I've been all over for like five years running. Your man. <laughs> Your man. Not- I'm pretty sure that I touted Drew Smiley like before the season. Thank he you. gave me crap. And now, and now you love Drew Smiley tonight, huh? His average against the month of May? 237. 237. You're really talking yourself into this one. I'm not talking about, like, this game going to be a, a good game by any means, or I think that the Rangers or the Orioles are, are going anywhere. But 10.5 is a really, really big number to me. And there is a number that is too high. And we found it. It's 10.5. Bundy versus Smiley. Ignore the names. Look at the stats from the past couple of weeks. I'm going under, man. I'm going under here. Yeah, and specifically, just diving a little bit more into the Orioles lineup and why they've been so bad. Look, Dwight Smith got off to a really, really hot start uh, for the beginning of the season, Greg, but he's cooled off. I know he had a grand slam over the weekend, but other than that, he has, he's been pretty cold. The batting average is dropping down. Uh, we're starting to see why Dwight Smith was you know, a journeyman minor leaguer for as many years as he was, so he's cooling off. And then you have a lot of young guys in the lineup who are pretty much figuring out how to play at the major league level at the major league level. And it's DJ Stewart who's getting a taste of the majors here. Uh, a chance Cisco is getting called up for the Baltimore Orioles. And, you know, while he does have some value in fantasy in two catcher leagues, I mean, that's just another young player who's going to be in the lineup tonight. So I think they're going to be prone to striking out tonight, Greg, even if it's against, you know, Drew Smiley. This is a team that swings and misses um, and, and, and they're cooling off. They're just cooling off overall. Not Boom Boom Mancini. I still do like Boom Boom a lot, but overall, a lot of these other guys uh, in the lineup, you know, Keon Broxson, they sign him to be their everyday center fielder. He strikes out a ton as well. So I think we're going to get a lot of swing and miss stuff. We might get a few home runs on both sides here, but are we going to get enough home runs to go over the number at 10.5? I don't think so, Greg. I don't think so either. So you're with me. I got you. You got me. I got him. Maybe we're, and hopefully you got everyone else. We're too much on the same page. I hope we got everybody else if I'm right. But we'll, we'll see. We're going to come back to baseball in a little bit. We'll give you our best bets forever coming up later on the show. But when we return here, I want to turn the page a little bit. I want to get into the NBA Finals. Game 3 is tomorrow night from Oracle Arena in Oakland. And there's a lot of props at play. We're going to play Prop Goes the Weasel coming up next here on the BFFs. Take a look at some of the props that we like, some props to avoid, and what you should do to win some money. BFFs return in just a bit.
The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Rain dance! Make it rain. There's something to it that it's sort of like sports, Joe. These guys dedicate their life to it, and Paul Hauser just didn't show up on the set here, guys. Like, he's been studying his ass off for like 8, 10 years to do this. Exactly. He didn't drop out of the sky and was like, oh, look at that. Look at how lucky he is. Yeah, no. No, he's a professional trivia uh, guru. Yeah. This is what he does. And it showed. As were the two people he lost to, by the way, also professional trivia people. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and intercity bus transportation industry, are looking for career minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs. BFFs, Action Hour is here with you, Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman, changing gears away from MLB and over to the NBA Finals, Frankie, where the Raptors and Warriors are tied at one, but a lot of question marks surrounding Golden State. Kevin Durant, questionable for Game 3. Kevon Looney, out for Game 3. Klay Thompson, questionable for Game 3. Like I said, a lot of question marks when it comes to Golden State, and that certainly affects the odds. Yeah, definitely. When it comes to the props, too, because, you know, Klay Thompson now dealing with this hamstring injury, I, that's one of the biggest storylines, obviously, going on here with uh, with this matchup, the Warriors going up against the Raptors. But, you know, it's not just Durant now. Klay Thompson, it, it's just, you know, it's going to affect, you know, where is the scoring going to come from for Golden State? You know, how competitive is this game going to be? Now, Klay Thompson hasn't been ruled out yet, Greg, and we are not doctors. We are not medical experts. We don't play them on television either, but... Clay Thompson. It sounds like a new segment for us. A, a, a hamstring injury, a strained hamstring. I would be very surprised if he plays in this game. What do you think? I'd be very stunned. Also, yeah. like the MRI did not reveal in that he was sore. It revealed a real strain, and even if it's a grade one, I mean, this is an injury that you don't come back from in, in three days. You, you don't. And he may push it because it's the finals. He may try to do everything he can to play. I, I don't see how it works like that. I really don't, which means you're going to need a lot more Steph Curry, a lot more Draymond Green, uh, a lot more Andre Iguodala, and these bench players for Golden State to step up, which means 
Prop-wise, Frank, there could be some good props for us. So let's play Prop Goes the Weasel. Let's do it, Frank. Let's get into Golden State first, and let's begin with Steph Curry. The over-under right now, uh, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook, is 31.5 points for Steph. You going over-under? I think given what we know right now, the smart play is to get the over, even without the, the update with Klay Thompson, whether we know he's going to play or not, because me personally, I don't think that he's going to play, and even if he does... He's going to be limited, at least in some capacity, whether that's going to be his usage on the court or his minutes. And because of that, that means that there's going to be more minutes to go around for Steph Curry. I don't, I don't even know how he could play more minutes. He's played 40 and 41 minutes in the first two games. He's taken at least 17 shots in each of the first two games. Uh, coming off uh, the game two where he scored 23 points, but the game before that, 34. In each game against Portland, he scored over 31 points, Greg. So if there's no Durant, if there's no Klay Thompson, I think you're getting some really, really good value right now with Steph Curry going over the number. It's a big number, but if they're going to remain competitive in this game, it's going to be because Steph Curry has a monster. I actually lean under this Ooh. number, Frank, because you gave the stats against Portland, and that's, and that's fine, and that's good, and that's true, but... They don't have a defender like Kawhi Leonard. And I understand that Kawhi Leonard is forced to obviously take on a huge offensive role and he's beat up and he's tired. But without Klay Thompson to focus on, without Kevin Durant to focus on, there's one guy that Leonard and the defense for Toronto has to just keen in on. And that's Steph Curry. They'll make everybody else beat them on Golden State. And if they do, they do. I think they keep Curry at bay. I go under this number of 31 and a half. So we finally found something that we disagree on here. I just think there's going to be so many shots for him, and even if they play good defense, it's, it's, he's going to score by volume alone. So that, that's why I'm going, uh, I'm going over the number one. Well, then let's go to another one of these warrior role players. right? Let's go to like Andre Iguodala. His over-under over under point total is only 8.5. In fact, his over-under for three points made in the game is half a three. If he makes one, you win. If he, goes, if he scores... Three of them, you win both. I understand Iguodala hits the monstrous three, obviously in the fourth quarter with the game on the line in game two. But he's going to have to take even a bigger role if Clay and KD do not play. What do you think of both of those titles? Eight and a half is the point total for Iguodala over under a half of three made for him as well. Yeah, so obviously I love the over for the half of three made because he's only got to make one or uh, one of those threes, but... Everyone loves it. It's minus 280 right now for him to make a single three, and he's now attempted you know, at least four three-pointers in each of the first two games in the NBA Finals. So you know that he's going to take, he's going to at least attempt you know, three or four threes throughout this game. So I think he makes one at, at minus 280, but you're not really getting great, you're not getting great value there, Greg. So I'm looking at the eight and a half. I think this is one that I would actually wait to find out what's going on with Klay Thompson. If Klay Thompson is out, I would hammer it right away before this number can jump. But, you know, right now with everything up in flux, I probably wouldn't touch it. If I, if I had to choose one, I would lean with the over just because, again, I don't think that Clay Thompson is going to play or he's not going to be all that effective. But I do like him to make that, you know, one three-pointer in this game and go over the half uh, for Andre Iguodala. But the, the eight and a half points, a little bit tougher here, Greg. Yeah, for the call me. now, at least. I, I agree. I, I think... The half of a three, that's the easy one. We'll take the over there. The eight and a half, I'd probably stay away from. And the same goes for Draymond Green, whose uh, total point total sits at 12 and a half. That's a little nerve-wracking for me. Let's go to the Toronto side of things, where Kawhi Leonard's over-under is at 30 and a half points. You going over-under here, Frank? Yeah, so this is one that I would actually take the under. I know he's coming off a game where he had 34 points. 
16 of 16 from the free throw line. Can we expect him to do that again? He has had at least 12 free throws in each of the first two games, so he's going to get to the line, but is he going to get there 16 times? He's a little bit banged up, Greg. He's not 100%. No one's 100% at this point in the NBA season, but because he's not, and I can't depend on him to get to the line 16 times again, I'm going to take the slide under, Greg. You're wrong again, Frank, no, because no, who has guarded Kawhi Leonard throughout the series? Clay Thompson. Uh, is Clay Thompson expected to play? He is not, but is Draymond Green chop liver? Oh, so then... Uh, is Andre Iguodala chop liver? Those are really good defenders in their own right. Not as good as Clay Thompson. You can make the argument. I mean, look, those, Clay Thompson's me- a really good defender, but so is Iguodala, and those guys actually have you know, a little bit more weight, a little bit more mass behind Definitely. them. Definitely. But if you're telling me Draymond's going to have to focus on Kawhi Leonard, now I'm interested in a point total Pascal Siakam. Because... After taking Siakam out of the game in game well, yeah, two. I mean, that's different. We, like, yeah, we well, can't just, we can just leading that. there. Yeah. But I, I would think that Draymond, they, they would probably change it up. Like, maybe go quarter for quarter. One quarter is Draymond, one sure. quarter is Iguodala. But even without Clay Thompson, they have some pretty good defenders here. That can slow down Kawhi. You're never going to stop Kawhi, but you could still slow him down. I want to like the Siakam point total. I just can't. It's too high. What well, is it at? Without looking, what do you think it should be at? Uh, 17 and a half. Yeah, that was very impressive. It's 17 and a half. <laughs> it's go. really impressive. It's a good number. It's hard. Yeah, but if you don't expect Klay Thompson to, to play, then you have to like that over, no? I mean, we saw a game yes, where he went, I just over, said, absolutely. he went over 30, where Pascal Siakam in the first game went over 30, and he had a monster game. And we know typically, you know, the Raptors' role players play better at home than they do on the road. No doubt. But... Siakam is a little bit more than a role player at this point. Like right. He's someone that they depend on so to you, score. You talk about their role players, that makes me think of a guy like Fred Van Fleet, right? Who's been a game changer, uh, really the second half of the Eastern Conference Finals and then into the NBA Finals. And his over-under total is 12.5 points. Obviously, or- Oracle Arena, the over is at plus 100. It's 11.5, So it was at 12.5, it went down because yeah. money's coming in here on the under. What do you think? Uh, I mean, at 11 and a half, I, I do like the over. I know I just said that the, the Raptors... Uh, the <laughs> I'm going to contradict myself. But, but the thing is, the minutes, Greg, the minutes have been there for Fred Van Vliet, and he's hot right now. I mean, the guy has scored 13 or more points in five straight games. So, I, look, you can make the argument that, okay, he's due for a clunker here, but he's playing so many minutes, 33 minutes and 38 minutes, respectively, in each of the first two games of the NBA Finals, and he's actually done a pretty good job of getting up in the face of Steph Curry and making life difficult for him. So I think he's going to be on the court for 30-plus for minutes here. Can he, can he make two, three three-pointers, get out in transition, score some fast break, fast break points as well, and get to 12? 12 is a low number, Greg. At 11.5 here for Fred Van Vliet, I think he goes over just because of volume. He's been in there. He's playing so many minutes right now, Greg. Yeah, fair enough. Fred Van Vliet's been a major role player, but... I like the under because it's another game with OG Ananobi getting healthier, which could take away minutes potentially from a guy like Fred Van Fleet. You could also take minutes away from... Haskell Siakam. Danny Green. And Danny Green, absolutely. Danny Green, another name that's worth watching. His over-under point total, 7.5. I really like the over there. You're not asking for much for Danny Green. So you're living life dangerously taking the under here, which is where I lean. I don't love touching, like... Danny Green's point total at all, really here, sure. Greg? Because if he makes three threes, which he's definitely capable of doing, you've seen the way that the Warriors are defending the Raptors in this series is that 
They're sending a lot of attention Kawhi's way. They're sending a lot of attention at Pascal Siakam. And Danny Green is getting a lot of wide-open shots right now. He scored 8 and 11 points, respectively, first two games against the Warriors. So he's hit this point total two times already. But if you look at his previous four games before that, great, he was 0-0-4-3. Danny Green just has this ability to disappear at times in games. So I don't really... Love touching his points, but if I if I had to lean one way or the other, I I would take the under just because I don't want to depend on Danny Green. I get it. I get it. We're going over though. <laughs> I, Danny Green can just make literally two threes, and you're like you're, you're two foul shots away. I feel like you got anything else here? I do. One more thing I want to do, and it's let's play the matchups, right? Who do you think scores more points, Draymond Green or Kyle Lowry? Oh, that's a good <laughs> that's a really good one. Thank you. I try my best. A- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the narrative, and, and what we've been working with here is that I don't expect Clay Thompson to play, and I think, you know, look, Draymond Green's never going to light the world on fire in terms of scoring, but he would have to take on more of an offensive load here, Greg, if Clay Thompson can't go, and Kyle Lowry has just been so inconsistent here in the finals. Throughout the playoffs, like, we've seen some really, really big games from Kyle Lowry uh, against the Bucks. We know what he's capable of, but with Fred Van Viet, Fred Van Vliet playing as well as he is, and Pascal Siakam and Kawhi Leonard. I just don't know that there's going to be enough to go around for Kyle Lowry. He does all the little things. He's going to get assists, and he's going to take charges, and he's going to play solid defense. But if I had to choose one of these guys, I'm going with Draymond Green. I agree. Kyle Lowry should struggle too mightily here uh, in the NBA Finals. And if the narrative's true, and of course it all goes out the window of Clay or KD play... Draymond Green's have to do, going to have to do more on the offensive end uh, in order to be successful. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's your best bets forever. Our favorite bets for tonight. I'll make one. Franco Mac won't make one. We'll go to the Ducks, and we'll see what the lottery has to say. Take our final break of the show, and we'll be back and wrap things up. Coming up next. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. 
Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Final few minutes of the program here on the BFF Action Hour. Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman hanging out. And we're going to make our best bets forever. Coming up next, we'll also spin the wheel. You know, as good as we are at this, or at least we think we are, the Ducks are just as good, Frank. <laughs> so as we do each and every day, we'll spin the wheel, make a deal, and we'll find out who the Ducks like tonight. Frank, you go first with your best bet forever tonight. And this one actually hurts me, Greg. Uh, someone that I hold close to my heart. I am a believer. I am a fan of Shane Bieber, of the Cleveland Indians. But unfortunately... So you don't Greg, want to say sorry. It's too late to say sorry, Greg. Okay. I'll, I'll, well, see, I'll see myself out. Yeah, get out of here. But when it comes to Shane Bieber, something that he's struggled with so far this season is the long ball. He's given up 13 home runs. That's the same amount of home runs that he gave up all of last season in eight more starts. So... He struggled with the long ball. He still does get a lot of strikeouts, but who's he going up against tonight? It's the Minnesota Twins. That is the team that hits the most home runs in baseball as of now. And guess what? They're getting Nelson Cruz back tonight as well. One of the prominent home run hitters in all of baseball over the past decade, really, what it seems like here for Nelson Cruz. So uh, a team that hits a lot of home runs, Shane Bieber, while he gets a lot of strikeouts, and I do have faith in him for the long-term season when it comes to fantasy baseball, but tonight I do have my worries. Greg, I'm taking plus money as my best bet of the night. That's the Minnesota Twins money line at plus 114 to beat the Cleveland Indians outright. Devin Smeltzer on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Who? 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 Devin Smeltzer? Six shutout innings in his first start with seven strikeouts going up against this Indians lineup that hasn't been great so far this season, and specifically against lefties, they've been even worse. So Devin Smelter and the Minnesota Twinkies get it done tonight, unfortunately, against my guy, Shane Bieber. What do you got, Greg? So you're not really a believer, then? I am, just not tonight. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm turning it off for one night. I'm flipping the switch. All right, fair enough. Well, for me, I'm going to go in a different direction. I've been all about these totals here on today's show. I'm going to stick with that. And it's between Oakland and L.A., the Angels and the Athletics and AL West battle. Uh, it's a close spread here with Oakland Bay minus 102, the Angels at minus 112, but the total's at 8.5. And, and what I really like are the pitchers in this game. It's Griffin Canning for LA and Frankie Montas for Oakland. Montas has allowed more than three runs in just one start all season long. Of course, that came in his last start, uh, which also was against the Angels. But let's ignore that for a second. In that start, he only had, he had the most walks he's had all year, five. If he can just regain that control a little bit, the run total he allowed, which again was, was just four, and if both, run, if both pitchers allowed four, you're, you're still under that total, things are fine. The Angels came out with a game plan. They're going to take some pitches against Montas. He's going to adjust tonight against LA, and I think those adjustments will help him. On the other side, a guy like Griffin Canning, he's allowed more than three runs, much like Montas, one time all season long. And if you were looking for a positive note against Oakland last week, he allowed just one run in that game. His K to walk ratio on the year, 34-9. to 9. He's been dominating as Griffin Canning since getting called up. 
early last month. Matas, in the month of May, and again, that includes last week's start against the Angels, 2.64. His road ERA, this game, of course, being played in Anaheim, 2.25. Things going very, very well for Frankie Matas and Griffin Canning all year long. And to see that number here at 8.5, it's simply too much. It is my best bet of the night, so get in on it. You want the Angels and the Athletics under 8.5 runs. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, I like that call a lot as well. True story before the show, Greg says, you know, what's your best bet? He, uh, you know, I, I tell him, and then he tells me what he's got, the, the, Ange- the Angels and the A's tonight, and I'm like, that's a really good one. <laughs> I really like that one a lot as well. You know, big fan of Frankie Montas, what I've seen so far, not just because we share the same name, but mid-90s fastball, has a uh, has an upper 80s slider, been working in a new splitter so far this year as well. I understand Mike Trout, best player in baseball, plays for the Angels and, and can help them put up runs, but... Overall, what we've seen from both of these pitchers, I know that they're uh, they're younger guys, but they've pitched really, really well, Greg. So I really like that under as well at eight and a half between Montas and Kenny. All right, let's spin the wheel here and figure out what the what our uh, our ducks are saying. What are the ducks saying? So how this works? We make a pick. Frank, we each make a pick. Frank makes a pick. I make a pick. It's our best bet forever. But the ducks are also going to make a pick. So we're going to spin the wheel here and see who they like tonight. All right, here we go. I'm gonna find a duck. Pick it. So each duck has a different game on it. Come here, Grady. What do you got? Here we go. The duck says they like tonight. This is ridiculous. They're taking Ronaldo Lopez and the Chicago White Sox against Steven Strasburg and the Nationals. Wow, not the best one, ducks. That's a that's a bold call, ducky. <laughs> what are you getting that at? I don't know what else to say. Look here. I mean, <laughs> currently the White Sox are plus two thirty tonight. Plus two thirty to win outright. All right, Ronaldo Lopez and his uh, whatever it is, eighteen ERA going up against Steven Strasburg. I gotta Let's f- see what the Ducks got. I gotta feel like we beat the Ducks tonight, right? Like this is the night we, we come through. One minute. Probably not. <laughs> come on, man. That's Ronaldo what Lopez, happens. You know, he's doing a good game, right? some point maybe why not tonight it's a revenge game for Ronaldo Lopez against the Nats that's that's exactly right former top prospect for the Nationals traded over in the Adam Eaton deal uh Strasburg has just been lights out this season and the White Sox lineup has not so uh it's a bold call from the duck there Greggy this is what makes it so fun tonight we have to we got an expert self-proclaimed another self-proclaimed expert over there that's you Frank those are our picks tonight. The best bets forever. Join us tomorrow. We'll preview game three even more in depth. We'll make a pick. We'll take a look back at our bets from last night and or from tonight and get into all the games for tomorrow. For Frank Stanfield, I am Greg Sussman. These are the Ducks. I want to thank everybody downstairs for all their help. At the window, Sean Guastamacchia is up next. Have a wonderful night. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.